What is up, everybody? I am Sean, and I am back. Back again for another episode of the Slinging Scuds Podcast. This is episode number 36. And we are in the middle of baseball's postseason, which is the best time of the year. You know, we could have these arguments all day about which sport has the best playoffs, but I'm always going to be on the bandwagon that baseball's postseason is unmatched by any other sport. Uh, the wild card games, Tuesday and Wednesday, the AL on Tuesday, New York. The Yankees beat Minnesota 8-4. Minnesota jumped out to a 3-0 lead in the first inning. Didn't hold up. Luis Severino, the Yankees starter, got one out. And didn't matter. The Yankees came roaring back, scored eight runs over the next few innings, and they destroyed the Twins in the end. It really wasn't as close as a four-run game would indicate because the Yankees just dominated from that first inning on. And then Wednesday, the NL wildcard. Arizona beats Colorado 11-8. That one... That was a very good game, very close game. Arizona jumps out to a 6-0 lead. Colorado fights back, makes it 6-5. Arizona scores a couple. Archie Bradley, the relief pitcher, comes in and hits a two-run double or two-run triple. That's even better. Just amazing stuff. That's the kind of thing that in the postseason it just fires everybody up. I, I really didn't care who won that game, but seeing Archie Bradley leg out a two-run triple just fired me up so much. Colorado kept fighting back, kept fighting back, but in the end, Arizona wins it 11-8. Really great game. ALDS started on Wednesday. Cleveland beats New York game one, 4-0. New York, three hits. Trevor Bauer absolutely dominated that game. Took a no-hitter into the fifth inning. Was spectacular the whole way. And then later in the day, New York, or I'm sorry, Houston takes on Boston. Houston wins it 8-2. Jose Altuve hits three home runs the 10th time that's happened in the postseason. The first time... Since Pablo Sandoval back in 2012. Wow, how about that? Uh, unfortunately for Boston, Eduardo Nunez, former Giant, a uh, really great guy and just a, an all-around fun ball player, re-injures his knee, uh, has to be taken out after his first at-bat, removed from the roster. Just hate to see that. Eduardo's such a fun guy and such an entertaining ball player. He was doing so well with Boston but has been, has been hurt pretty good down the stretch. Boston really didn't get much out of him in September and now October. He's he's off the roster, so they're not going to get much from him here either. That's a shame. Eduardo, really good, fun giant. Hopefully he heals up and he can get back on the field next season, get back to entertaining the masses. Day two of the division series, ALDS, Houston beats Boston again, 8-2. to two. So they're up 2 nothing, and they've got, they're in the driver's seat. They're heading to Boston now. And I'll tell you, that Houston team, that lineup is just so deep, so good. It's going to be tough to beat them. Uh, Cleveland and New York again. How about this? What a, what a game this was. Cleveland down 8-3. to three. Grand slam from Frankie Lindor. Speaking of entertaining ballplayers, Francisco Lindor, one of the best, hands down, most entertaining guys in baseball. Jay Bruce gets a, hits a solo home run in the 8th, ties it up. They go to the 13th. Jan Gomes hits a walk-off double against Dylan Batances. Absolutely spectacular game. You figure down 8-3, Cleveland's, you know, they're they're dead in the water. It's going to be 1-1 and heading back to New York. But they fight back and they walk it off. And now it's 2-0. It looks like by all likelihood it's going to be Houston and Cleveland. And that should be one hell of a series in the ALCS. And then the NLDS also started on Friday. Chicago beats Washington 3-0. Kyle Hendricks throws a beauty. Seven shutout innings. Gives up two hits, three walks, six strikeouts. Both hits come in the first two innings after that. He was lights out. Absolutely tremendous game. And then the Dodgers beat the Arizona Diamondbacks. Clayton Kershaw 
he was cruising for a while. You know, gave up two solo home runs in the first six innings. No big deal. The Dodgers scored a lot behind him, but then you get to that magical seventh inning where everything just seems to unravel for Clayton Kershaw for, for whatever reason. It's just, you know, you can set your watch by it at this point. It gives up two solo home runs in the seventh. Suddenly, it's a seven to four ball game, but the Dodgers' bullpen shuts it down. Brandon Morrow, Canley Jansen absolutely nail it down. Clayton Kershaw, first pitcher in postseason history to give up four home runs and take a W. How about that? Justin Turner hits a three run home run in the first inning, drives in five, beats the, Do- beats the Diamondbacks by himself. Postseason off to a great start. Former Giants on the postseason rosters. Uh, we had a few in the wild card games. Audrey, Ari Adrianza, former infielder, and Adalberto Mejia, former left-handed pitcher in the farm system, traded away in the Eduardo Nunez trade. It all comes full circle. Adrianza played. Uh, Mejia didn't, of course. Minnesota eliminated in the wild card round. And then you have Boston, Rajay Davis, and Eduardo Nunez. We went over him. Uh, sad to see. Arizona, Gregor Blanco, and David Hernandez. Hernandez had that short stint in spring training 2017, uh, but was cut before the uh, before opening day. He goes to Los Angeles. Then he goes to, to Arizona. He's been spectacular there. Houston's got Carlos Beltran and Francisco Liriano, former giant farmhand. Francisco Liriano, you may remember him from the A.J. Pruszynski trade, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. And then, of course, you have everybody's favorite utility outfielder, Gregor Blanco. Last but not least, Gregor Blanco. Great giant for all those years. Matt Cain's favorite outfielder, of course. Hopefully Blanco can uh, work some of that postseason magic he had with the Giants and uh, see what he can do with the Diamondbacks as they try to beat the Dodgers in five games. So anyway, postseason stuff out of the way. We have quite a big Q&A this week. It's all giant stuff, and we've got plenty of questions to talk about. Uh, a lot more questions than normal, way more than normal. So if I don't get to yours, I do apologize. I'm very sorry, but thanks to everybody who's sending questions. It was a, it was a huge response this week, and uh, let's get right to it. Question number one, Hudson. He wants to know what changes do you think the Giants need to make if they want to compete next year? I went over this last time. Outfield has to be number one priority. The outfield defense, especially in center field, and they need more offensive production out of the corner outfielders. If they want to compete, I think that is area number one. It's going to help the pitchers to have a better defense behind them, and it's going to help the offense to get more production out of the corner outfields, which are, are supposed to be production spots anyway. And speaking of the outfielders, question number two, thoughts on Jay Bruce as a free agent? Well, Jay Bruce's. It's it's weird. Jay Bruce is kind of like nobody really wants him. You know, Cincinnati is desperate to get rid of him. The Mets are desperate to get rid of him. Now he's in Cleveland and he's having the time of his life. Him and the Indians are looking like they're ready to make another deep playoff run. He's hit two home runs the first two games in the NLDS, ALDS. So as far as free agency goes after the season, uh, I don't think the Giants are in a position where they should be handing out four- to five-year deals to anyone at this juncture. But if they can get Jay Bruce on a two-year deal with maybe options for a third year possibly, then I, I wouldn't really have a problem with that. He could play right field. He's, he's not a great defender, but I think if you can kind of cover that up by having one of those uh, center fielders, which Brian Sabian mentioned this in Alex Pavlovich's bo- podcast. If, if you get a ball-hawking center fielder, it makes the guys next to him better the guys in left and the guys in right if they they know the guy in center field is gonna catch just about anything hit his way 
Jay Bruce, you, you get him in the middle of that lineup, and it, it starts to look a little bit better already. 30-plus home runs five times, 20-plus nine times in ten seasons. Uh, he's never really had a problem hitting at AT&T Park. It's 31 games, small sample, whatever, but you know, 293, 357, 526 slash line, seven home runs. Those are impressive numbers. So he's got the power to take on uh, right field at AT&T Park. He's got the power to put some balls in the cove. If the Giants can get him on the right contract, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. But if they, they shouldn't be handing out any long-term deals anymore. They have enough money tied up for you know 2020 down the road like that, that they need to focus. They need, they need to not handcuff themselves more down the road. Moving ahead, dream outfield. Francesca wants to know what's my dream outfield. I, I mean, get Barry Bonds out there, Willie Mays. Hey, put... Put Mike Trout out there too. That's a that's a great outfield, isn't it? But uh, assuming we're talking about realistic outfields for this season, I would say uh, Chris Shaw and left. I think it's time to get him up and and see what he can do. Billy Hamilton in center. You know that's the guy who needs to be who's that ball hawking center fielder that goes out and he can chase down everything. And J D Martinez. Put him in right field. Uh, it's probably going to take one of those four- to five-year deals, so I don't see it happening. It probably wasn't going to happen anyway. But Shaw Hamilton and, and J.D. Martinez, that's a thats a pretty solid outfield. If I was a video game playing man, that is an outfield I would put together. A couple questions here about Joe Panic, Denise and Francesca. They both want to know about trading Joe Panic. I am not an advocate of trading Joe Panic. Unless it comes for the right type of deal. If you're trying to get somebody from one of the Marlins guys, you know, Marcelo Azuna, Christian Yelich, and John Carlos Stanton maybe, but he would have to probably be part of that deal in some capacity as the cornerstone, as, as a complimentary piece. But if you're just going to trade him for the, the sake of trading him, uh, that's not a good idea. Uh, if they do end up trading him, I think uh, it may create a way to get Christian Arroyo in the lineup as a big leaguer because third base suddenly is Pablo Sandoval is, is around and you know how Bruce Bochy loves his veterans. So, I mean, don't do it just for the sake of trading guys. Do it if it has a purpose, but, you know, don't screw it up. And we're going to move forward. Candlestick Will has a couple questions here. First, some under-the-radar free agents I would go after. A couple guys I have in mind when I when I read this question. First off is Miles Mikolas. This name probably, unless you're, you're deep into baseball stuff, maybe doesn't ring a bell. But he was a major leaguer from 2010, uh, 2012 to 2014 with the Padres and the Rangers. So he probably has some appearances against the Giants at some point. But uh, the last three years, he's been in Japan. And my goodness, has he been good in Japan. Listen to these these numbers from 2015 to 2017. These are video game numbers. 62 games started, 2.18 ERA, 0.994 whip, eight, eight strikeouts per nine innings, and one and a half walks per nine innings. Those are incredible numbers. So he's coming back. He's now a free agent after his contract in with Nippon. Nippon ran out. He's back. He can He can sign with anybody. And he's going to probably get a lot of interest from those numbers that uh, he put up in Japan. He's going to get some interest. But if the Giants can 
get him on the right deal, maybe stick him in the back end of the rotation, maybe maybe try to put him in the bullpen, see how it works. But I don't think it would hurt to look at this guy. And another one is, is Rajay Davis. Uh, Davis, a former Giant, uh, he's been around forever. You know, he's in his late 30s now. He's, he's no spring chicken. He's not a young guy. But I think... If you can get him, you could probably get him on a one-year deal, maybe one year and, and options afterwards. Stick him in center field if you can't go out and get a guy like Hamilton or Pilar, somebody to play center field. Sign him to a cheap deal. Let him be like a stopgap in center field. He's a defensive improvement over Denard Spann, a huge improvement. So that right there is a check in his favor. But, you know, sign him to a one-year deal. Let him uh, cover the ground for a little while until Steven Duggar is ready. Then and bring up Duggar, bring up Shaw, put Dave. You can you can move Davis around too. That's he would be a valuable piece off the bench. He can still hit a, hit a little bit too. So another point in his favor. But Rajay Davis, Miles Nicholas, two under the radar kind of free agents. That I would I wouldn't mind the team going after. And another one from Will prospects you wouldn't trade. It's it, I don't know. It depends. I mean I wouldn't trade prospects for you know any old guy. If, the, if it's the right deal and it's going to make this big league club a lot better, I would say, sure, you know, trade away some prospects. But you know, just off the top of my head, the three that I have sort of being off-limits guys, uh, Steven Duggar, Chris Shaw, and Tyler Beattie. Those are three guys who are very close to the big leagues. Chris Shaw, I think, is the middle of the order hitter that the Giants haven't developed in a while. Steven Duggar is, is the future center fielder, and he's a great defensive center fielder. That is huge for this team to cover in AT&T Park. And Tyler Beatty, I want to see what he can do in San Francisco. He's a sinker ball guy. Uh, when, when things are working his way, he can really you know, put the ball on the ground, and those kind of guys usually do well in San Francisco. I like Tyler Beatty, Steven Duggar, Chris Shaw. If possible, keep those guys. But you know, see what else, see what you can get for some of these other guys. Uh, moving ahead, we have from Chris, who makes their big league debut first, Duggar, Shaw, Beatty, or Andrew Suarez? I would have to go to Steven Duggar. I think his ability to play a great defensive center field is going to be his biggest asset to a big league team, even if his bat is still a little bit behind. He can cover center field, and that is number one priority at this point. He could also play the corners, so that helps too. I would say... Duggar is probably the first guy up. And I wouldn't even be surprised if it's, you know, next April. All right, two more questions here. The first one, why do the Giants put so much value in Bam Bam being Hensley Mullins, the pitching coach, or the hitting coach? I don't know that the team necessarily puts a huge amount of value in Mullins himself. You know, the Giants have been a poor offensive team all year and or for a few years now, and the questions naturally get pointed towards the hitting coach. You know, what is he doing? What is, who is he working with? What is wrong with him? You know, you get these stories every once in a while. Like, he he helped fix Eduardo Nunez's swing. Him and Brandon Crawford work together. And, you know, you see these little stories that he is – he's around and he's doing his job. But I think the Giants, more than anything, value continuity among their coaching staff. They just, you know, a lot of these teams go through, you know, a hitting coach every other year, a pitching coach every other year, and they're just, 
you know, constantly rotating. And I think the Giants kind of see the value in having a stable voice in a young player's life. Because a guy like Joe Panic, uh, Brandon Belt, he came up with Hensley as his hitting coach. You know, he knows his tendencies. He knows uh, his timing mechanisms. He knows everything about these hitters. And I think the Giants value that rather than switching every few years and having a new guy come in and learn all these hitters and learn everything about them. But with that said, the Giants have talked a lot about, you know, possibly making some coaching changes this season. So this offseason, I wouldn't be surprised if Mullins is one of them. He's been around a long time and Sometimes continuity isn't a great thing. Sometimes you just have to have a new voice speaking to these guys and telling them what they're doing wrong and and how they can fix it. You know what? Maybe they just need that. Maybe they need that new voice. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone in the next few weeks or so. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's not the only one to go. And finally, we're going to move ahead to our last question from Noah. He wants to know, uh, the possibility of making the playoffs in a stacked NOS. This is a very, very good division. Arizona looks poised to be a contender for a long time. The Dodgers, I mean, what's there? What's left to say about the Dodgers? They have a great team, a young team. They've, they've got a great lineup, and they've got plenty of prospects, you know, coming up right behind these other guys that are just going to make the team better. And Colorado, a really good team as well. They were in a uh, wild card game this season. And then San Diego, you know, San Diego had a rough year this year, but there's a lot of young talent there. And eventually this young talent is going to start to put it together and they're going to they're going to start winning some ball games behind this, these young guys. So where do the Giants fit in here? That is uh, that is a million dollar question, that is a 200 million dollar question. Can the Giants compete in this division? I I do believe they can. If they if they go into this offseason and are serious about fixing things, I, I certainly think they can compete in some way. Will they is a, is a different question. You know, they st- I still believe they have a great pitching staff. Bumgarner, Cueto, I, I think Cueto's going to pounce back. Moore, I think Moore's going to be better. He showed a, some flashes down the stretch. Samarja was a solid pitcher. Uh, the five spot, I think, strong. The bullpen should be better getting Will Smith and Mark Melanson healthy. Then you have the lineup. They have to fix the outfield, as I said before. They cannot go into the, the 20, 2018 season with the same outfield they had in 2017 and hope to compete. You know, you saw how many games it cost them when they, they didn't get a big hit from an outfielder. They didn't get a catch from an outfielder. The entire team has to be better. Buster Posey is really the one guy you can look at and say, okay, strong year. Just keep doing what you're doing. Even if he's not hitting home runs, he only hit 12 last season. That's okay. He's not a cleanup hitter. They have to find somebody who's an actual cleanup hit, a cleanup hitter. But Buster Posey is fine. You know, let him hit second, third, maybe a little bit down the lineup. Uh, get power in there. Get a guy who can hit some home runs every once in a while. A guy who can come up with a big hit. It's a total team effort. This team has to improve in basically every facet of the game to get better. I think they're going to be better somehow. A little bit. It'll be hard to be worse than 98 losses this year. I'm just. I, I guess I'll say, as for the possibility of the Giants making the playoffs, don't hold your breath. But you know, it's okay to be optimistic. 
nothing wrong with a little uh, silver lining uh, looking at the clouds. Just uh, be cautious in your options. All right, well, that's all I've got for this week. So, as usual, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sending in your questions. Great response this week. Uh, again, apologies if I didn't get to your question, but there was, a, there was just so many to sift through. I, I'm sure a, a few got lost in the cracks. But uh, we'll be back again next week, and hopefully next week is a really good episode. We'll see about that. But until then, good night, and don't swing anything in the dirt.